Yeah. What fucking mic is on? Yeah, I know. I'm listening. Oh. Yes. We are. We are. We are. We are. Mutiny Radio. We are here. The happiest of hours at Mutiny Radio. We are having an open mic for comedy. For making the airwaves tingle and jingle with laughter. I'm really excited today. We have a great set of people here. We got a lot of energy in the room. I see so many people jumping up and down. They just can't wait. Uh, and you all have to believe me because uh, this is radio. Oh, no, we're filming now, aren't we? Is that bullshit up? Where is it? Is anybody watching this? Oh, God. Big Brother is in Muni Radio now. That was Whose idea was that? I don't know. Fucking... Oh, that makes sense. Uh, all right. Well, so today we have a great set of comics. We got the sign-up sheet out. Whoever isn't here, you sign, show up, you go up. We got plenty of space. But uh, we're going to give everyone six minutes unless we start to get a little bit crowded. So you guys get a little time to work on some stuff. I need to work on some stuff. I don't understand a lot about the world myself. Like... Uh, I'm not exactly sure how uh, how IUDs work. Uh, I haven't figured that one out yet. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I'm pretty sure an IUD is just a little piece of a coat hanger that you put in the uterus so it doesn't get any ideas. Uh, it's the equivalent of like an abusive parent like pointing to their belt and like hanging it up on the wall like, uh-uh-uh, like don't you go getting any ideas in here. That's some of the things I wonder about. I've been wondering about the... Uh, you know, the state of this country, you know, uh, I'm pretty excited for the future. I think I think we're trending upwards. Uh, a lot of people were distressed when Donald Trump got elected. I wasn't. I think it was a good thing. It really broke down that last barrier into finally making it okay for just the most ridiculous person to become president. And now that we have gotten that out of the way, uh, now we can finally have a real president named Dwayne Johnson. That's right. I am I am a full supporter. 2020. Uh, the Rock with Kevin Hart as his running mate. I think that, I think that's how that's gonna work. Uh, I just can't wait for those, uh, you know, those State of the Unions. It's all gonna start off. If you smell the legislation that we are working on the House floor, it's really sensible reform to the education approach. You jabronis are gonna love it. Uh, I don't know. I think it. I think it's really awesome because. I think people would be skeptical, though, because, you know, this, The Rock, you know, what experience does he have? He's just a wrestler, you know, just because he was really good in WWE, you know, what does that really mean? It's like, guys, clearly you didn't pay attention in history class because uh, we have had a famous wrestling president. We have already had that. That happened a long time ago. He was so good at wrestling, his record would be considered unrealistic in the WWE, uh, which regularly had a man rise from the dead uh, out of the middle of the ring to take people to hell back through the ring while fire shoots out. His record was considered unrealistic there. Uh, he was credited with inventing the choke slam. Uh, and I'm not joking about that. That president was Abraham Lincoln. Okay, so if you think it's ridiculous to have a wrestler for a president, then you think that slavery is okay. And I think that's I think that's where I'm going with that. I think that's what I'm trying to say there. 
Uh, what else do I want to say to you, fine folk? I kind of forgot my place. Uh, do, do, do. I had a. I was. Uh, I get rejected on the dating apps a lot, uh, which is pretty pretty standard for a man. Uh, but I started to notice something: is that all these girls that are rejecting me, uh, they all have their like Instagram and Snapchat handles in their profiles. Uh, so you're basically like asking me to stalk you. Is that is that's what they're saying? They're like putting their information out there for me to access easily. And I don't understand that. Like, I will stalk you. That's that's something I will do. Uh, but I will. I, I, I like to take a non-traditional approach. You know, the typical uh, approach, and you know, has been like you know through your regular social media, you know, like Facebook and stuff like that. I like to go through other social media sites. Like, I like to stalk people through like Venmo. You know, like I like to see what the, see what's up with their payments and start harassing them there. Start charging them for you know fucking eggplants and scissors and shit like that. Like weird, weird, weird things. Um, I like to stalk them on li- scissors. Yeah. I want them to, I want them to be very confused as to what I'm, what I'm stalking them about. So they don't know what's coming. Uh, yeah. See, uh, I stalk them on their LinkedIn. I start giving them really weird recommendations, you know, really weird endorsements. Like she's really good at brushing her hair slowly. Uh, she's got great smelling garbage. Uh, she makes her bed really tight around the corners. No, um, yeah, that's kind of creepy. Oh God, why did I why did I put the phone away? Why was I so confident that I knew what I was going to say next? Uh, Jesus, the things I write down, guys. I, I I don't I don't I don't know, man. Uh, I've been trying to be more culturally sensitive recently, but I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, what's making it real hard is those damn Chinese. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I didn't say I hated them, sir. I just said they were making it hard for me to be more culturally sensitive. Uh, damn it. Exactly. I, I don't know. It's, it's like, uh, guys, we appreciate everything Eastern medicine has done for the world. We appreciate that. Uh, but we got boner pills handled. Western medicine took care of that a while ago. You don't need to go ahead and hunt animals to extinction because they have a piece of their body that looks like a dick on there. Okay. We, we don't need that anymore. Uh, we got a pill so good. Uh, it'll give you a boner that might not go away. Uh, you might have to go see a doctor to get rid of that, that hard on. It did. You need to get a better one, man. The little blue pill, man. You know, it's a weird thing too, right? Viagra was found when people were looking, uh, it was, a, it was found on accident, right? They were, they were researching heart medication. Uh, so I can only imagine how weird to be in those trials it must have been, those testing trials, right? It's like, so how's your heart feel, sir? It's like, my heart? Is that, is that what we're testing here? My heart on is great. Uh, my heart on is just fine. My heart, I don't, I don't even, who cares? Who cares what my heart is? I got a fucking, got a fucking raging erection right now. Um, yeah, I never figured out why do the Chinese, you know, why are they so seeking after these things? Why do they got to be so virile? Uh, they can only have one kid anyways. Uh, this doesn't seem to make sense to me. Um, maybe I'm just, uh, I'm a little bit a little harsh on the Chinese though. They do, they've done more for Native Americans than any other ethnic group in America. Because uh, they regularly organize charitable bus trips to donation centers 
in the Bay Area from San Francisco to go and just donate all day and then drive back. Yeah. I'm, of course, talking about Indian casinos. Uh, do you go, sir? Do you take those bus trips? I heard they go to Can-Can school. Can-Can school? What the fuck does that mean? Oh boy, I hope you signed up. Uh, I can't wait to hear your your take on the world. Uh, maybe I'm just, I don't know, I don't know. I think I'm just gonna, I, I'm gonna move on to our audience because this is some exciting stuff and I've, I've dilly-dallied up here long enough. So let's get this thing going, guys. Let's get the energy up in the room. Let's get excited for your first comic. He's coming up and he's gonna get you going. It's Kevin Wong. I am one of those uh, Chinese that went to Can Can College. I am. You do have the Wong one. I, uh, one more time for Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci in the corner. Are you here to shake us down or are you just here to enjoy some comedy? We're here for some comedy. Welcome to Sausage Fest 2018. Nothing but dudes. My portion is to just apply the yellow fever for you guys. So, you're not here to shake us down? No. No, good. Very well. Enjoy doing good, fellas. Not so much in Lethal Weapon 3. I don't know why it to be a dick. <laughs> that was a good movie. Are, will there be a 4? Lethal Weapon 4? You hope not. Is there? Are you guys talking about it? No? Do you need anything? In, uh, was there a 4? There was 4. Fuck. You're right. You're right. You're right. Should we look forward to a 5? Because I don't remember you in 4. <laughs> how, are, how are we? You know, what do you guys do on a Friday besides come out to this thing? What do you guys do? You guys drink? Anything for Saturday? You guys do anything for Saturday? Drink again? Same thing? Double up? I didn't do my. I don't. I don't do stuff. I don't. I don't. I didn't. All right, see ya, Joe. I is that his name? I just make it. <laughs> what do we do? Like, did you guys watch the the Oscars? I didn't do that. I didn't even watch the Winter Olympics. I I don't want to watch the Winter Olympics until that we just kind of rename it to just three weeks of white privilege. That's what we should call the Winter Olympics. I think that's why we should have more merit to cool runnings. You know, the four Jamaicans that never saw snow that competed in the bobsled team. They just kind of went, we're not strong enough. We're not fast enough for the summer. But in the winter, let them feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. <laughs> Get on up, it's bobsled time. And they just went, didn't even finish. Did not even finish. I watched the movie. Made a lot of money on that. Um... I'm going to come in a little hot. I, uh, I've been driving without a driver's license for a week now. It's been a week. Yeah. Th this, is, this is what you do. It's like when you go... Have you ever like been to the apartment complex and you have to hand it over as collateral then they mix it up with somebody else's driver's license and just fuck you for the whole week? That was me. That either or at least or no lease, you just get fucked. You just kind of leave going like, I'm getting screwed on this whole entire deal. So that's what happened. I went back there. I go, this isn't mine. And she just went, well, we'll wait until he comes back. That's it. Like, no apology. So that was Monday. That was Monday. Tuesday, I go back in there, and she goes, all right, I, I contacted the vendor. They have no idea who was here Friday, or who was here Monday. I am no Sherlock Holmes, but I can tell you the person you're looking for is on that driver's license. Huh? His face and first name, last name, middle name is all on his addresses on that thing. Then, then she goes, um, well, you didn't catch it either. Like, we're in a relationship. Like, she's trying to go half-seas on the blame. Like, we're not a part of this whole thing. Yeah, I know. That's how I felt. Then this is what she said, too. She goes, to be honest, you guys look pretty similar. 
<laughs> and she said that he's Middle Eastern. He could grow facial hair, you know. He lives. I, I yeah. So that's yeah. That's what she says. And then she goes, "You could just get a new one at the DMV." So I was. I go, "Give me the name of your supervisor." I go, "Fuck this! I'm gonna go to the supervisor." So Wednesday, I I contacted the supervisor. Nothing happens. She's been avoiding me. She's always in a meeting. That's kind of her thing. Then, then my boss, my supervisor contacts her, Stacy, and she, she hangs up on him. She hangs up on him. So Wednesday night, I write a Yelp review. I write a Yelp review Thursday morning. I get a phone call that says, we found your driver's license. <laughs> but here's the deal. We're not going to give it back to you until you take down the Yelp review. I have your first name. I have your last name. I'm going to write a bad Yelp review on you too. So I hung up on her. Like my first and last name is on the Yelp profiles. You don't need to be that whole Inspector Gadget bullshit. So, so this is what I did. This is what I did Saturday. Saturday, last Saturday, I went to the DMV and I waited four hours in line. So a 1.7 star rated place. Can't tell me what to do. They can't. So this is what I learned about myself. I learned number one, I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn as fuck. I'm not going to let a 1.7 star place push me around. Number two, I write a mean, good Yelp review. <laughs> I can write one. So this is why I thought, I always, I wonder about driver, driver's license. They're a lot like a girlfriend. Like we just kind of take it for granted and we just kind of keep her in her back pocket. She has all of her information until we want to have a good time. We just kind of pull her out. But then we lose her. We lose her. You know, I wouldn't even give back my driver's license if I was that guy because he's looking at it. He's like, all right, he's four years. He might be four years older than me, but he's also four inches taller. And I no longer live in Folsom. And I'm looking at it going like, what kind of Freaky Friday bullshit is this? Because all, all of a sudden, I'm Lindsay Lohan. I'm, I'm living in Folsom. What is this bullshit? What is this fucking bullshit? <sighs> I'm just venting. That wasn't supposed to be funny. <laughs> I know. That's that's me. <laughs> he goes freckles. He pointed to her, to her chest. What's going on? <laughs> there's yeah. There's yeah, they're called nipples, right? Definitely. All right. I think I'm done. I want to thank you guys so much. Let's bring back Marty. Lindsay Lohan, the greatest loss of our generation. Man. It was disappointing, too, because she did a sex scene with a porn star, and it was, like, even deader. It wasn't, like, an actual, it was, like, a like a film sex scene, not, like, a porn scene. But if she, it was, I've never seen look someone more, like, dead and lifeless in my life. It was really... Oh, made, <laughs> he got really interested. He's like, what? <laughs> All right. We're going to keep this ball rolling, guys. Thanks to Kevin for keeping us alert, keeping us aware of today's happenings of the Folsom area. Uh, now I know uh, to stay away again. I, not, now, that I, not that I didn't already. But I'm going to bring up your next comic. He's here to get you going again. Just keep this thing. Keep it up. It's Marcus. All right. How's it going, everybody? Um, so all this material, I, you know, uh, I had some material about this and that and the other thing, uh, but at, uh, on Wednesday morning I had this shit that made all the material, like, just blew all that other material out of the water, like, um, I gotta tell everybody about this shit. I have a feeling I'm gonna be talking about this shit for a while, um, but, because it was one of those things where I was, 
it was Wednesday morning, and you know, it, was, it looked like it seemed like it was going to be a normal shit. Like just before work started, I'm going to stop and um, take, you know, like nor- everything's going normal, and then I, like right, right outside the bathroom, I had this like moment, like you know, like oh, like this is not a not a not a normal shit at all. Like it's just like oh, like you know, am I going to make it to the, you know, it's just like you know, like where you can't move quite, like you're not sure if you can move, like like it's like. It's like I, you know, I feel like I normally have control of this area, you know, like I, I, you know, I've got a system, I've got a, you know, I've got muscles that I use, I got like a, a, a wall that I put up to sort of, you know, hold it, hold it together, and uh, yeah, damn, you know, I, I'm just, I just want to speculate on something. I think if I think my material is funny going in, that's a problem, you know, like if you, if. You, Whereas if I think I have nothing, then I might be okay. But if I come in thinking that this is going to be good, that's a, that's going to be an issue. Like that's an, anyway. Um, anyway, this shit. Uh, I didn't think the shit was going to be good. I just I thought it was going to be a normal shit. But all of a sudden, it was like, oh man, like like it hurts. Like I don't know if I don't know if I can move without it just coming through. Like it's like it's like the control that I thought I had here suddenly like, Oh, I don't, I, I, I don't have the control. Like I'm not in control. Like I'm like, there's something going on. Like it's just gonna, the serious, it's just gonna like bust out of my, you know, like, and, and, and then I'm going to be fi- like, I'm going to be at a, at a, at my business. Like my boss is out, like right outside the office. Like I'm right outside the staff. Like if I just shit my pants all, in front of at the beginning the start of my day like how would that look like what would happen with that how is <laughs> well i think it's yeah in some ways in some ways it would be awesome it's true but i was kind of like uh yeah i i you know i maneuver like i was sort of like moved in you know it, i survived but it makes me think like I was already making the excuse, like, it wasn't, you know, it, what I would say to my boss or whatever, like, it wasn't my fault, because I imagine that I would get fired, right? Like, if, if I shit my pants, I would get fired. But, it, like, it wouldn't have been my fault. Like, I, like it came on, like, you know, like, what could I do? It just fucking just broke through the, the wall. Um, and, uh, and it reminded me of, like, when I was 12, I'm going to say, um, I had a pissed my bed a couple times and it was because what happened was I had dreams where I was pissing in the appropriate place you know but then I then I woke up and I was in my bed pissing and I was like what what was I supposed to do like it was kind of a you know it was the same thing like what what would I be have been supposed to do it's like uh anyway I swear I was 12 12 is kind of recent like it was inappropriate to be pissing your my bed at 12 I'm that's I'm you know I'm getting kind of vulnerable here but um, but I don't know. Is it not really? Because nobody cares. Like you know, nine to twelve. When's the when's the last when's the last time you guys remember pissing your beds? I know you're gonna say, let's say last week, but no, anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, uh, does anybody here want to try a uh, British uh, Valley Girl accent? Let me have a good British Valley Girl accent. Because I, I don't particularly, but I, I, it's something I'm, gonna, I'm making a mental note to work on. You guys can't use that because I'm the first person to have thought of it. I, I'm, this is original This is original humor here. Like, a, you know, Everybody's got a British voice and a Valley Girl voice, but nobody has ever combined the two. I should do it. I should do it. 
I don't have. I. Uh, all right. All right. Like, like, give me a break. Like, give me. I. Like, give me. Do they have any tea here? Can Can somebody bring me tea? I'm so my throat is parched. I can't. It goes back and forth. Like. Oh my god! You're totally embarrassing me. Ugh, fucking Americans. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Um. All right. Well, talked about my shit. Um. It's totally has uh underperformed underperformed on the shit. Talked about pissing. Talked about um. British Valley girl accent. Um. Okay, and I have a minute. If some something something to finish up with you guys. No, but I you know since there since you're all guys in it here, I just want to say. Um. Uh, we we should, I mean you guys should all do the you you guys, <laughs> you guys should all join my men's team. Ask me about my men's team. It's fucking uh it's my thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's a they're secret. You know, if you're really interested, you know, ask me about it. It's fucking uh, it's our it's our thing. It's um yeah, we you know we try to be we try to become the men we always wanted to be. I gotta play the straight, make the straight lines for just. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm I'm just gonna get as awkward as I can here during my my time's up, but uh, I'm just gonna stand here so still still make it awkward more. No, okay. Sentences break down, syntax. All right, hey guys, thank you. This is great. That was Marcus with a five-minute commercial for Plastic Sheets. All right. Oh man. A men's club. It wouldn't be SF Jacks, is it? It's not F SF Jacks? That's a men's club. You guys familiar with SF Jacks? It's the oldest running circle jerk west of the Mississippi. Yeah. Now look it up. SF Jacks. It's a real club of like-minded individuals who enjoy self-pleasure in a group community. Um, it's not a contest, Zane. Not everything's a contest, okay? Sometimes people just want to cooperate and enjoy the spirit of brotherhood. I don't know... You know, you got a men's club. There's a men's, that's a men's club. I, do, I don't know. I'm trying to make connections here. Um, okay, well, I'm just going to leave that be. We're going to bring up Mr. Marcus's partner in crime. Uh, give it up for Keith. stage with a mic all right one time one time I was in Canada and um, I was in a I was in a Fiero I don't know if you guys know what a Fiero is but it's a little sports car a little two-seater sports car and the way they set up the roads in Canada I'm sure you guys know this pretty well so I'm going I, my apologies to anybody here who's offended by this description of Canadian freeways but there's a, they have a, these roads that come up from the side. They don't have the on-ramps and all that stuff. They just have a road that comes across at a 90-degree angle. And so at this 90-degree angle, we, well, I was asleep. But from this 90-degree angle, we, my buddy attempted to drive onto the, um, 
the freeway apparently all I remember is going end over end over end and eventually I woke up upside down and then I saw then I saw my buddy out just wheezing with a lot of blood coming out of him and everything and all that other stuff so I just thought <laughs> I better go see what's going on with him you know he's unconscious and everything so I rolled him over on his side and then I got, uh, got a lot of blood and stuff came out and he started to he started to breathe without burbling and stuff it's really cool. Like, he's just breathing without the burbling. Like, first he was burbling like there was a burbling sound. Then I rolled him on his side, and I remembered, <laughs> I remembered like they taught us to hold their head straight when you roll them over like that. You got to roll, you got to hold their neck straight. So I hold his neck straight and everything like that, and the blood came out, and he started breathing all right. And then he eventually woke up. And he had the power of like 10 people. I couldn't hold him down. He jumped up and he said, put me in, coach. And he kept saying, put me in, coach. So I said, man, it's... Eventually, I stopped telling him to sit down. And I, and I told him it's halftime. And, and I said, you got to sit here because it's cold. Because it was. It was actually sub-zero night out there. And then eventually an ambulance came. And he had brain damage so bad he couldn't be moved for a week. And then he didn't remember anything about it. He was really fucking funny. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That's a fucking great joke. Oh, fucking God. Fucking guy. Fucking pussy. Walk it off. Walk it off, fucker. Anyway. So the other day I fell asleep at work again. Oh, I was, oh, I was at, yeah, I was at work, I was at my desk, and, oh, I don't know, I suppose I had a little too much to eat at lunch or something, maybe one extra Pop-Tart or a Jolly Rancher, too many, <laughs> but I fell asleep, and then uh, my boss came in, apparently, now, last I remember, it was about Oh, 12.30 or so. And then I woke up, it was around 1, and he was just sitting. He was sitting about as close as this young young man is right here in front of me, just evaluating me. And uh, and then and then he, he, he just winked at me. And I still don't know what it means. I don't, I don't know what he meant by that. But I went about my business properly for the rest of the day. I didn't fall asleep, and I... That's a good story from work. How come no one's laughing about this shit, man? <laughs> fucking good. I, fucking boss was look. Got it. I got it. All right. And what else happened? Uh, so, and then, let's see. One, okay. Uh, so, oh, yeah. There's this guy. There's this guy tonight. Here was talking about like what would happen if he shit himself or get fired, and I just thought that would be the best fucking way to get fired right there is just shit myself at work and get fired and just walk out free for the rest of the day. And I don't know how I'd talk about it at my next job exactly. I don't know if I'd ever have a next job after that, but I don't think any boss would fire me. I think they'd put me in some kind of recovery program or something of that nature. I don't think they'd fire me for shit in my pants because shit in my pants just means I'm out of control or something, something along those lines. So I'm not sure if quite that I'd get fired for shit in my pants, especially from a boss 
who allows me to sleep on the job and just winks at me when I wake up. Yeah, just give me a wink. Got a lot of good jokes. That was a great joke. Fucked up again. Last week, I was talking about suicide. I was here last week. That was my first first time I came here. And then, oh, and then somebody tonight mentioned Lindsay Lohan. God, yeah, he was saying she had great tits. and Or maybe he wasn't. He was saying it was a wasted, one of the wasted, worst wasted. But what about, what about when Britney Spears shaved her head and started to fuck that guy from the trailer park in Fresno? Yeah. And he, she, I think she got married and had a kid with him. I think she... Yeah, Kevin, Kevin, he was a dancer. He danced around and he, he danced a jig and he fucked her and they had a kid. Well, by golly. It was a bigger waist, but she had freckles on her tits. And I personally, I like the headlights that point down. Personally, that's me. Give me something to, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't mind. You know, a lot of guys like them perky. They'll say that. But me, I like them when they point down. Give me something to tug on. You know, give me some some handles to hang on. You know, I don't Well, that's all right. I'll go now. I, sorry about that. All right. That's all right. Regale the stories of CTE and man, you know your boss is making a pass at you, right? Uh, yeah, that's why you got to keep that job. You probably could shit your pants. He'd wink harder. Has anybody ever, when you were taking a shit at work, like when you're on the toilet, did anybody ever tap their foot under the stall next to you? Did that ever happen to you? I'm telling you, man, you gotta you gotta be more alert. Um, all right, and yeah, Kevin Federline was trailer trash, but he was that was hope for all of us. I mean, if he can rise from the from the fucking the trailer park to bang Britney Spears, even at her like even though it was like her lowest state, I mean that's still higher than uh, anywhere I've been. So, you know that's 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 a message message of hope. Okay, speaking of messages of hope, your next comedian, boy, is he just a ray of sunshine in this otherwise dreary, bleak, and mostly worth worthless life? Man, he really just brings brings something into everyone's day every single day, and he's going to bring something to you right now. So why don't we all give it up for Zane Barrett? <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy to be here at the uh, mixed mic that we're doing here for stand-up comedy. We have spoken word, we have uh, depression, we've got uh, group therapy. I mean, everything's coming together here. All right. I don't know what that last thing was, but that was fun. Um, so I found out some interesting news. Um, I moved recently, and um, what most people do when they move is they, they unpack their things, uh, maybe have a friend over, they throw a party, a welcome home thing. But for me, the first thing I do is uh, I, I see how many pedophiles are living in my new neighborhood. That's my first thing that I do. I look for the red dots. I live in Bayview now, so it was chicken pox when I looked at the actual thing. They're everywhere. They are all over the place. It's nuts. Uh, and I found out recently that um, a guy who used to live in my neighborhood back home in Chico, um, he beca he, he's a pedophile now. And he used to babysit me. And that's something that you don't want to find out about. Uh, and the worst part about that was... Um, 
He didn't molest me. What, I wasn't fucking cute enough? Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I was adorable at 10 years old. Who were these other kids that were just hot as fuck? What, did he have child models that he was? Was he a chubby chaser? I don't know. My asshole has never been tighter since I was 10. So I was very disappointed. That, that really ruined my ego for the day. That was awful. Uh, I was not a huge fan of that. And uh, uh, with pedophiles, I, I really don't get it because if you hang around children, uh, they're basically just stupid people. They're, they're people that don't know anything yet. They haven't learned anything. They're very annoying. I, I don't believe that men actually like fucking children. I think they're just rapists who are too lazy to go to the gym. I think that they just want something a little easier. They don't want to struggle. I mean, a 22-year-old lacrosse player in college, uh, she might take you down. Spaghetti arms. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, have you seen pedophiles? They're not the rock. They are very fat, unattractive, very skinny, very skinny men. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, I mean, just, it's like, come on, get swole and rape someone your own size, you lazy fuck. I don't get it. I don't get it at all with the pedophiles. Um, and I watch a lot, a lot of nor I watch a lot of Law and Order SVU. That's a tongue twister. And what's funny about that show is that they will pull somebody in for a, a very small crime. So it will be something like uh, perjury or um, are you protecting your friend right now? Because that might get you two to five years. But then it escalates to the next level, which is yeah. And you know what they do to guys like you in prison? They're gonna rape you every single day. Wow that escalated quickly. Now a couple years in prison, and now that's a part of the whole jail sentence? I could never go to jail. I got nervous about getting a parking ticket that I had to go defend in court. Imagine if I bro broke a crime uh, and I actually committed one. I'd get skull fucked on the daily. I can't do that. I can't do that. That's why I don't break the law, mostly because uh, I don't think I can make it out of prison that way. That would be terrible. I don't know if I could do that. But uh, I don't know why that's a part of prison. That seems like a pretty fucked up way to do it. You don't just do two to five years. Um, you stretch your asshole out and bleed every day. That's, 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 I don't think that's a fit for the crime that you're actually going to, uh, to be uh, uh, tried for. All right, let's see what else we got in this thing. This is sort of fun, I guess. Uh, what else we got in the old joke book here? Notes, notes, where did it go? I don't know. Uh, fuck. All of my shit just went away. All right, well, we'll keep going with this one. Um, so I, uh, I've been joining group therapy lately, and uh, there's a man in a wheelchair there, and uh, he's addicted to meth. And I don't know if you guys know anything about meth, um, but the uh, first thing you want to do when you do meth is you want to run. So uh, it seems like a very weird drug for somebody in a wheelchair to want to do. I never really understood that one. Seems like a really fucked up way to go. And I don't know how he's going to get clean. I mean, uh, a 12-step program is not going to be in his... his in his future at all. Um, I, I feel like a better drug for him would have been ecstasy because he'd be rolling all the time. I, I thought that would have been a better one. I don't know about the meth, but that would have been what I would have actually probably gone for. Um, uh, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I was there because uh, cocaine had a, had a little bit of a hold on me. It's a fun drug. It's fun. It, when it's offered to you at a party, it, uh, it, it's very good because it's very expensive. And so it's, when it's free, uh, it seems like the greatest thing in the world. However, it's cut with baby laxatives. So if you're at a crowded party and you do some coke and then all of a sudden you feel a little gurgly gurgly in the stomach, now you've got to take a shit. And guess what? You're in a stranger's house and there's a line for that bathroom. And now you got 
gotta wait. And you play, you play the card game. You're like, do I go outside? Do I shit in the bushes? What do I do? Even if you make it to the front of the line, what's gonna happen? You take a shit in the bathroom and then walk out of there. You can't blame that on anybody else. They know it's you. You become the shit guy at the party. You're not sleeping with any women. You're the guy who just took a dump at a party at a house that isn't yours. And anybody in college, if you notice, they live like a fucking jail cell person. There's two toothbrushes, no toilet paper, and definitely no spray. So you're not covering up that. And cocaine shits smell god fucking awful. Oh my god, it's embarrassing. Speaking of things that smell like shit, have you ever noticed that the people who have the worst fucking breath in the world always turn down gum when you offer it to them? Isn't that the most annoying thing in the world? Like, it's like, sir, sir, sir. It's like talking into a skunk's asshole. I might as well be talking into a burning man-woman's vagina right now. Just salty and vinegary. It's terrible. Ugh, God, disgusting. Oh, and you offer him gum and you're like, I have a cure for your disease. And he's like, no, I'm good. No, you're not fucking good. You need some. This isn't a recommendation. It's a fucking prescription, Frank. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I, I felt bad. I didn't want to call him out on it and be like, Frank, your breath smells like shit and that's that's why nobody likes you, because his wife just killed herself, and that was, that was rough. But I fucking know why. You should have taken the gum. You could have saved a goddamn wife's life, Frank. God damn, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I don't get it at all. I'll leave you guys with this, though. Um, have you ever had somebody like find out that you're single just by looking at you? Your physical appearance actually gives it away. I was at the gym, and I had a personal trainer, and the first thing out of his mouth was, hey, Zane, glad you're here. Um, so how long you been single, buddy? And I was like, fuck you, Frank. And then he's how do you know that? And he's like, well, I... One of your biceps is a lot bigger than the other one, so I just kind of assumed that you were alone and you jack off all the time. And I was like, God damn it, Frank. You're a fucking liar. But then he had me. He had me. He had proof. He had evidence. Because once we got to the bench press, it was like, fuck, he's right. Jesus Christ. It's 45 on one side, 25 on the other. He's got me. And uh, I never went back. Um, I just switched hands. So that's how I solved that problem. All right, thanks, guys. Zane telling us a lot about how much he doesn't know about the gym. Uh, biceps and bench press don't go together, Zane. Uh, you might want to fix that one. Yeah. Um, also, he. I, it is really interesting that cocaine is such such a popular, such a good drug. You're literally guaranteed to shit yourself, and you'll still take it. Like that's an amazing thing. I, I can't imagine. I was in Colombia, and everyone there was just so confused because they were taking this like pure cocaine. And then didn't have to immediately shit. And they were all freaking out because they were like, we're trying to go out to the clubs. We're not trying to shit at a club. They're like waiting at home, like trying to waiting to take a shit. It was like they didn't know what to do. They were all caught up. They were it, they were out of uh, they were out of sync. Uh, it, was, it was pretty funny to watch. Uh, all right. Speaking of fun to watch, uh, your next comic. Uh, I've not uh, seen this individual before, but I'm excited for what he's going to bring to the table. I'm bringing up Yima Khalif. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Thank you so much for the introduction. Um, you haven't seen me because I'm from Kenya and I'm so freaking out right now because I'm hoping that I don't get shipped out of the country. So, <laughs> um, but anyways, um, besides being from Kenya, I'm actually a very petty man. 
and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, I'm sure you guys feel or think that your president is petty. I do not think he's petty at all. I'm pettier than your president. And um, I, I consider myself the pettiest man alive. Here's why. If, for instance, you guys make Donald Trump upset, what do you think he's going to do? He's going to wait until you go to sleep, and then he's going to get up at 3 a.m. in the morning, and then he's going to tweet about how fucked up you are and how he hates your guts. Right, guys? And that's very presidential. That's a very respectful way, and it's a very courteous way to solve conflicts, right? Me, on the other hand, when you make me mad, when you make me upset, I will not wait until you go to bed so I can get up at 3 a.m. so I can twist my feelings. No. I will attack you right there. Just the way black girls do it in the movies. I will pounce on you, and I will not be regretful. My petful, actually my petty self enjoys it and watch somebody squirm as I drive my dagger of revenge up their butthole when they make me upset. <laughs> when you make me mad, I will not regret. That's why I'm telling you guys, I'm the most pettiest man alive. See, Donald Trump Twitter fingers may forgive you if you make him mad during special days or during special holidays like your birthdays or a baby shower, me on the other hand, my petty self does not take a break. My petty self, I think it's Mexican. It works 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So when you make me mad during special days like your birthday or your baby showers, Fuck your birthday and fuck your baby shower. Your baby won't shower tonight. See, all the women, all the women that I've slept with, they know just how petty I get when I'm upset. I get beast mode petty. You guys know what that is? Beast mode petty? Beast mode petty is the highest level of pettiness. If you compare this level to a car, it's like a Bugatti or like a Ferrari level of pettiness. You know? The one thing that gets me to this level of pettiness is when women criticize my driving. The women that I'm sleeping with, when they criticize my driving, my driving, it gets me to this level. And I will tell you how I fucked up my ex-girlfriend's 21st birthday just because she got me to this level. But before that, there's no women in the room. But if there were women in the room, I wanted to tell women that... My life is more important than their life. <laughs> so, because I'm an African, I have African responsibilities. That means that my responsibilities are way bigger than women's responsibilities. So I have, to be, I have to be a careful driver. So I'm a careful driver, you know? When I drive, for instance, I don't text using both hands. No, I only use one hand, you know? I don't drink and drive, no. I finish my tequila, and then I start driving. I'm a careful driver. And when I'm driving, something may happen to your side of the car, but not mine. You know why? Because I'm a careful driver. So shut up and let me drive. You know, Don't tell me to take a left or take a right. No. These directions, I only need them in the bedroom. Okay? 
So back to the story about how I fucked up my ex-girlfriend's 21st birthday. I threw a great birthday party for her, and then we decided to go to the city, San Francisco, to go clubbing. I was on the wheel, and then right after I passed Golden Gate Bridge, I merged lanes without signaling, and then she got really, really mad. She got really upset because somebody almost hit her, some careful driver. But she got so mad that she told me, me, I'm a terrible driver. She said, you, sir, are a terrible driver. And that really, really hurt my feelings. And you know what? It was her birthday, granted. And I could have handled this shit differently. I could have said, you know what, babe? It's your birthday. It's your special day. I'm not going to attack you because you call me a terrible driver. I'm going to be presidential like Trump. I'm going to wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning and I'm going to tweet about how your comments hurt me. But no. I'm a petty guy, guys. That's what I was telling you. My petty self could not let it go. So you guys know what I did? I said, you know what? That's, your, that's why your family is poor. That's what I told her. And she looked at me and she didn't, she didn't believe I just said that. She, didn't, she, she, she felt like I didn't, she didn't clearly hear me what I just said. I said, oh yeah, you, you heard me correct. You know what? White, poor people, that's a very bad combination. Poor, white people, that's a very bad combination. And you know why? I should have dated a rich white girl with a Bentley instead of dating a poor white girl with a scooter. So fuck you and your student loans. I told her that. I told her, you know what else? You suck in school, that's why you never got a full ride scholarship. I'm happy your best friend Stressy got a full ride scholarship and you didn't. Fuck you and your blue scooter. That's what I told her. She started crying. Have you guys seen a white little kid crying in a Walmart store? That's how she started crying like a white kid in a Walmart store. But anyway, guys, I'm, be, I'm, I'm, I'm very petty. So thank you for your time. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much. <laughs>
I don't have any more money for food. Um, I'm learning how to bake right now, and it's fun. I learned how to make cookies. It called for a cup and a half of sugar. Uh, so I had to tear open like 90 sugar packets. I had to go to the Starbucks like three times. And this is the one new thing that I wanted to try. Uh, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get my beach body ready. I'm just not sure which outfit I want to wash up in. Does that can I? Does that make sense that that's like a dying joke? I tried it last night. Everyone like, I was, is it clear it's a suicide joke? It's not clear it's a suicide joke. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Needs something. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm going to jump off of. I don't know why I'm running this yet. But anyway, uh, good. I think we... I can't. I came all the way to San Francisco just to tell that beach body joke. I'm serious. <laughs> and now we figured it out that it's like, it needs something. Um, yeah. They say you should dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have. So I showed up to work wearing my boss's skin. Uh, you should dress for the job that you want. So I got naked. I don't want a job. Uh, I'm through, I'm through with weed. Um, I feel like if I want to, oh shit, wait, how did I say it? Okay. Yeah. I'm through with weed. If fuck, why does it go? It's so stupid. It's like not a, whatever. Uh, yeah, if I want to feel like the way that I'm moving my body is wrong and that everyone is talking about it, I'll just go lift weights at the gym. Uh, and I was standing next to this attractive couple, and the man, like, I, I was, I find myself standing next to attractive couples because God wants to like show me where I'm insecure in life. And the man moved. The woman didn't notice. She thought I was her man. So she turned and I forgot, I didn't hear the first thing she said, but she turned in the most warm, warmest way ever. She was like, thanks for saying, I love you. Ah, right in my face. And it was as if I didn't hear her say, nah, like it counted. Like I still felt good. Like that really warmed me up. And then she turned and she's like, tried to explain that. And then I was like, don't try and take it back. Like, like, this is all that I have right now. And then she turned to her man, and then she was like, Psh, babe, I'm sorry. And I forgot how she said it, but she said she loved him. But I felt like my I love you was better than his. And I think he knew that my I love you was better than his. And uh, I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Okay, guys, uh, I've been lethargic. You guys have been great and in shape and very funny. I love you. Guys, Jim McVay, give it up one more time. That was great. He busting his ass all the way across the bridge for you. Uh, no relation to Tim McVay, but at least you'll never bomb bigger than that. Uh, sure, sure, you've never heard that one. Uh, yeah, sure, that's the first time. I'm just innovating up here. It's just breaking new ground. Um, we are on to your next comedian. Guys, you might think you've seen this comedian before. You might think you're familiar with his work, but he went down to the deep, deep south and refreshed himself in the waters of the Gulf of Mexico. And he's back, reborn anew. Everybody, give it up for your favorite, Joe Gorman. Let's keep 
it going for all of the comics, man. Hell yeah, dude. International Woman's Day is over. And now begins the year of international men, dude. We got Africa. We got fucking America. We have the same views, too. We want to kill women, right, guys? Let's get into it. Fucking murder some people, man. Ah. Hmm? Hell yeah. What? What's allowed? Oh, yeah. Oh, she wants to do comedy? Come on in. Hell yeah, dude. That's how it's done. Yo. It is. That's true. That's fair. Hell yeah, dude. We're walking people, man. This is not a safe spot. You know how some comedy venues are like, yo, everyone should come here. I'm like, no, people will get murdered. How bad do you want to laugh? I'll risk getting stabbed. That's cool, man. Like some comics are like marketing, fucking upselling yourself. I'm like, no, they got to fucking earn it, dude. That's why my comedy album it's not on iTunes, all right? It's only on the dark web. You want to see my stand-up comedy, dude? You got to get a Tor browser. You got to go to the dark web and the same websites wherein you can buy a baby or coordinate the assassination of a political figure or hated enemy. That's where you can buy my album. 55 minutes of crowd work by Joe Gorman. Yeah, I'll use my real name. I'm not going to have some fucking alias like Joke Master Supreme. But actually, that riff sounds pretty fucking cool. Maybe I should start getting an alias. How can musicians get aliases? Uh, and it's fine. Like Slash. Slash gets to be called fucking Slash. Sting. You know, like every fucking comment that has a nickname, they get shat on like Gallagher. Uh, I'm trying to think of another fucking fake comic. I'm sure like some comp. Yeah. Carrot top earthquake. Who else, man? Fucking there's so many of these, these, uh, these Godfrey. Godfrey. Yeah. I'm going to go see Godfrey later tonight. How about that, man? Fucking coming full circle, man. Jesus Christ. You know, actually that actually defeated my whole thing, but I think Godfrey's just his last name. You know, and like, you know, but I know I used Gallagher as an example too, but I don't think Gallagher was his actual last name. So, fucking, there's a little bit of, yeah, Louis C. Well, his last name was uh, CK, and then he, he just goes by, uh, it's S E E K Y, so he just goes by CK because it's easier to pronounce. But you know what? He's not even a fucking comic. He's a rapist, dude. No place for that here, dude. All of those comedy albums struck from the HBO records, all right? If it's not on HBO, didn't fucking happen, all right? Sorry, Louie. Back to, dude, stick to doing absurd humor and stop talking about your personal life. That was the problem with like Louis C.K., Mark Maron. All of these fucking comics were like, oh, let me talk about my life. No one gives a fuck about lives, dude. You need experiences to talk about, man. Like that's why I'm up on stage. I'm talking about getting fucked up. I'm talking about shit people can relate to. I'm not like, oh, I'm fucking, wish my dad hugged me. Everyone wishes their dad hugged them, dude. That's not fucking relatable, dude. You think I want to love, like, fucking playing catch with my dad? Having my dad teach me how to shave? Maybe him teaching me condom use with a banana and a fucking magnum condom? I'd love that shit, but he didn't. That's why I'm here, fighting for the attention of six, seven people, huh? How about that? I'm never able to accurately 
gauge the audience, but tonight I am. Although that's not fair to all of our listeners online. We got hundreds of fucking thousands of people on ham radios tuning in right now, getting ready, dude, loading up their assault rifles, ready to fucking take on the president of the United States of America because they are subconsciously misinterpreting my humor, man. It's like the fucking catcher in the rye syndrome. You guys heard about that? Some homeboy reads catcher in the rye, shoots John Lennon. We still have to read catcher in the rye. What's up with that, man? How, how come? We should ban that book, man. Like, we, some dude almost blows up an airplane, so we all have to take our shoes off. Dude actually fucking shot John Lennon. Was like, I read Catcher in the Rye, and John Lennon's a phony. I had to read that book in high school. I thought I was done with Holden Caulfield and all this J.D. Salinger horse shit. I go to college. I gotta read it again. What are my parents paying for if I'm just reading the same book, which I didn't enjoy once, and I will not enjoy twice? They say you're supposed to read it again in your 30s. I'm not falling for it. I'm not wasting my time. I'm not going to read 400 pages of the same thing, which I don't like. All right? Fucking taking a stand. I read Catcher in the Rye twice. Biggest waste of time, man. We didn't even have spark notes back then. Had to play it by ear, winging it, working without a net, man. Got back from Florida. That was fucking cool, man. Anyone ever been to Florida? Huh? Fucking little little tour, man. I did a little cross-country tour. I don't know why there's all these empty water bottles. I know they were addressed earlier, but let's rock this place, man. Let's knock it out of the park, dude. Uh, and when I was in Florida, I got to visit the Atlantic Ocean. Atlantic Ocean. Let me tell you guys something. Not a fucking fan. All right? California through and through. We have the most beautiful, most majestic body of water in the world, the powerful Pacific Ocean. And God damn it, do I love me some Pacific Ocean. Atlantic Ocean? Fuck that. No wonder the mafia drops all those bodies in the Atlantic Ocean. It's garbage, man. Like, you want to go to the Pacific Ocean, you got to be prepared, all right? You got to get a wetsuit. You got to brace your body for the sub-freezing temperatures. You got to be prepared to punch a shark, dude. Sharks eat people in the Pacific and don't give a fuck. The Atlantic Ocean? That's just where retired people go to fucking get sunburned on the beach. You don't need a wetsuit. You just wade into the ocean. You can drink beers on the, on the beach because no one gives a fuck. It's disgusting. It's not scenic. People get their wedding photos taken from the Pacific Ocean. People go to the Atlantic Ocean to die, all right? I fucking urinated in the Atlantic Ocean within five minutes of landing in Florida. I've never waded beyond my knees in the Pacific Ocean. I respect the Pacific Ocean too much. I would never make any kind of bowel movement in the Pacific Ocean. The Atlantic Ocean is a fucking toilet. Fuck the East Coast. It needed to be said. My name is Joe Gorman. Thank you very much. Hot take in San Francisco. Fuck the East Coast, guys. Hot takes from Joe Gorman. Although, we do ju- uh, dump a lot of bodies in a very nice uh, piece of water, uh, the Lake Tahoe. Yeah, there's a, quite a lot of bodies in Lake Tahoe. So much so that they won't actually uh, comb the bottom of it uh, because the mob won't let them. Fun fact, guys. Fun fact. That's why we're not really sure exactly what's down there. 
All right. I am not familiar with the next comic, but he has been listening attentively. He has been gearing up. He has been ready to go, and he is going to bring it to you. Give it up for Xavier Campa. Guys, it's kind of sad in here ever since uh, the cast of Dunder Mifflin left, right? I don't know. It, it was kind of like Dunder Mifflin, right? It was like all the white people here, everybody of color in the corner. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, NBC really knows us. Um, <laughs> they just get it, right? I love it. No, I actually do love performing here in San Francisco. San Francisco is always filled up with beautiful people. I love it. That actually sounds believable when there's at least one woman in the audience, right? Um, no, no, you guys do look great. I think I would follow each and every one of you on social media and eventually slide into your DM, right? Or no, I don't, that's probably the worst pickup line you guys will hear all night. I'm a millennial, so I have to pretend like I care about shit like that. I actually have a couple of Tide Pods in my back pocket in case things get a little rocky here. Um, from the looks of things, I might have to pull them out a little early, I don't know. Um, no, uh, I kid social media, I do. I like the way that they promote it, right? Like, be connected, be connected with your friends, your family, your loved ones. And I think it's pretty good at that, I do. Uh, what do I think it's better at? Um, keeping track of, and I don't mean in the weird way, like, oh my God, big brother, oh, they're after me. Like, I will say it's weird every time I look at a pair of shoes online, it follows me around for a month and a half, but that is not what I'm talking about, okay? I actually got out of a bad relationship recently, right? I think that's a little bit relatable. And, um, I've actually been using social media to keep track of my ex-girlfriend, but guys, guys, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. It's not to get back with her, I swear. I've been using social media to keep track of the exact moment she changes her hair color. Somebody told me that's when I'm in the clear. I don't know. You know, I had almost stopped. I almost stopped when I saw a nose ring, but I got a couple of people together and we're like, nah. No, you got to wait it out just a little bit longer. Yeah, we as a group decided once the hair has died, so has the memory of you. <laughs> no? No? Okay. Um, <laughs> this is just my sad life. I'm just going to keep going. Um, no, it's actually for the better, though. I, I didn't like being um, in that relationship. I hated fighting, right? Who likes to fight? Um, you guys familiar with this move? I would always get this move into a fight. It was like my ex-girlfriend was a magician or something. It was like, as you can see, there's nothing in my hands. And then, ta-da, some bullshit to fight about out of nowhere, out of pure thin air, a fight. And I would just be like mad, but in the back of my head, I'd just be like, how did she do that? Right? Like, like, I'd be amazed just a little bit. I'd still have the fight, but in the back of my head, I'd be like, well done. What do you think? Same time tomorrow? Oh, you'll be here all week because we lived together? Okay, okay, all right. We'll see how long this goes. <laughs> um, no, how did I get here just from talking about my phone, right? It's kind of strange. I've been actually coming through a lot of uh, weird life realizations just coming uh, through my phone. Like, I realized recently, like, I love moms, right? Who doesn't love moms? Moms are great. Like, I'm sure your mom cooks really good food or something, right? Um, well, you know, even if it's burnt on the side, that's your yeah. thing, right? That's great. You know, I love moms. I figured I just hate the way they tell stories. Is it just me and my mom? Every time my mom tells me a story, I feel like she gets to her point via Google Maps. It's like we circle around it a couple of times, and I'm like, I think you could just let me off here, but thanks for the ride. You know, I enjoyed the experience of it. And, you know, talking to my dad isn't any better. It's like he makes all these weird twists and turns. He leaves stuff out. It's like using the app Waze. It's like, you're saving 30 seconds, dude. You need to chill. 
All right. And then, you know, the other day I was across the street and I was getting a couple of tacos. I see this beautiful woman and I walk up to her. I get a little bit of courage. I'm like, hi, my name's Xavier, blah, 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 blah. And then she just swipes right on my face. I was like, hey, I'm a person, you know? At least I think that's what that was. I don't know. <laughs> no, um, I'm actually new up here to San Francisco. I'm from Southern California. That's why my voice sounds like that. It's true. Um, you're like, wow, this guy's committing his whole life to a horrible Matthew McConaughey impression. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, I'm like, hey, you got any beer? It'd be a lot cooler if you did. You see what I mean? Effortless. This is just my life. Um, <laughs> no, but I do like it up here in San Francisco. I think one of my favorite things that I've seen are like the older people getting ready to cross the street just because I love how prepared each and every one of them is. Each and every one of them looks like they're going to fuck up the 100-yard dash, right? They're just like... And I'm just like, yeah, they're about to fucking get, and it's never anything exciting. They just cross the street, but for a split second, I get so excited. Like, I'm going to see something amazing. I just know it. Um, no, no. Um, I, I lost exactly where I'm at. You know, when I get in front of a large crowd like this, I just get all flustered. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, you know, uh, San Francisco is a is a crazy place because before I moved here, I only got catfished with people. And recently, you know, I got catfished with my uh, actual residence of living. It was a pretty strange situation. You know, um, I bought a, a room to rent, or I didn't buy the room, I rented the room. And then um, I show up with all of my shit and they go, you know that room that we said you can rent? It's not there. You get the shed in the back, and that's actually a true story. It was somebody's actual shed, and there was like two walls. There was like a piece of plywood next to a wall like that that had like an opening and in the door, and then it had just um, tissue paper that would fly away in the wind, and that was like my air conditioner slash sad life. And then um, the hardest thing about that was to share the bathroom, right, because it's like such tight quarters. And I had this really horrible roommate. And just to make a long story short, I got really passive aggressive. I was the only one that would clean this uh, bathroom, right? And I let it go for a while. And then it just got really, really bad. And then my roommate comes up to me and he's like, hey, ex, you know, uh, the bathroom's getting kind of bad. And I was like, yeah, James, it really is. And he was like, uh, I was wondering if you could just do your thing. Well, I'm Mexican. Right? So that really, really pissed me off. Do my thing? What the hell is that? And then I noticed there was a little envelope on the sink. And then he just starts looking out the window, kind of twiddling his thumbs. I look at James. I look at the thing. I look at James. I open up the envelope, and there's money in it. And I get so, so mad. And before I can even say anything, I just picked up the bleach, and I started cleaning the bathroom, guys. You guys have been great. Thank you so much. Campos tearing it up, telling you about his life, being vulnerable. That's we're all, what we're all about here. Yeah, I tell you, I understand what you're talking about, getting swiped to the face, you know. That happened to me. Uh, a little differently, though. I was talking to, like, an acquaintance of mine. And she was like, oh, I saw you on Tinder. Uh, I saw you on Tinder. It was like, oh, so you clearly fucking swiped left on me because I'm swiping right on everything. <laughs> So apparently, rejecting me passively wasn't enough. You had to come reject me to my face. Thanks a lot, you know? Is there some kind of etiquette there? Like, I'm not going up and being like, hey, saw you on Tinder. 
That'd be rude, okay? All right. We'll leave that at that. Guys, <clears throat> had a lot of dirty mouths in here today. A lot of dirty mouths. But don't worry, this next comic is here to clean them up. Give it up for Toothbrush! What's up, my ninjas? So good? Alright. Man, if you listen to this, somebody out there, just come over here, man. The bathroom is just crazy. So got like a disc, disco light going on. I feel like a fucking sexy in a bitch, man. <laughs> no shit. That's like a 70s fire department in there. <laughs> disco lights is going around and shit. <laughs> I wish I was a high, though. <laughs> Takes me to next element. Um, oh, what is this? The whole back for a dollar? A lighter? I guess oh, it's a dollar. It's a sale. It's a deal. Um. Anyway, my name is Toothbrush. I gotta get there. I only got the five minutes. <laughs> uh, I was born and raised in Japan. I have nothing to do. Um, I don't know. Well, that's weird. Um. I, um, any weed smokers out here? Yeah. Smoke weed? Yep. I smoke weed sometime, occasionally. Um, but, like, I don't really buy weed because I'm lightweight. People always get me high. I'm the type of the guy, like, give me a peer pressures and shit. And uh, when I get high, I try to analyze shit, like, whatever. And uh, this is what happened. Um... My friend Tyrone from Fresno came in town, and uh, I hung out with my friend Jimmy, white guy. And uh, we started drinking at the bar. And um, Tyrone had a weed, man, some strong weed. And uh, Tyrone knows that I don't really smoke that much, and he likes to give me a pressure. He always wants to get me high. And... Um, so we start smoking. So Tyrone and Jimmy just met. And, uh, you know, they, they got click and uh, they start talking. And, like, they're talking about Arabs and uh, Jews. I don't really know what they're talking about. Isn't it hard that when you're high, they don't know, you don't know what they're talking about? Just trying to figure it out. <laughs> you don't have no opinion on this shit. So you start analyzing shit and like, th start thinking about it. And I'm like, I just got married, and uh, like, I don't know why my wife wants to go to the zoo when it's raining, and then she wants to eat ice cream in front of the monkey monkey cage. I was just trying to figure that shit out, right? <laughs> got nothing to do with like what they're talking about. <laughs> they are like really like passionate about like Arabs and you know Israelis and the Jews and all that stuff, and I'm like, okay. And I don't. I hope it's not gonna rain tomorrow, cause I ain't ready to go to the monkey cage and eat ice cream in front of it. <laughs> and then, like the second, it's like all of the sudden, like they're start talking about like a Justin Bieber, 
and like they're on the same page. I'm like, this conversation got just got deeper. <laughs> I mean, normally if you are not high, usually you start talking about Justin Bieber, and then somehow it's reels and like you know Jews and like Muslim. <laughs> but you know, when they, if they are high, you know they just go like <laughs> the other way around. And I was trying to figure it out, but they are on the page. <laughs> They're on the same page. And Jim wanted to be in a boy band <coughs> when he was younger. So he hates Justin Bieber. <laughs> Tyrone, he feels it. <laughs> he feels Justin Bieber, just Canadian kid. He loves a Canadian kid. <laughs> and they're arguing about like who's better. And I'm like, I'm just standing there being high. <laughs> Trying to figure the shit out. Just like a fucking weird situation, man. I was trying to figure the shit out. What the fuck's going on? And hoping that it's not gonna rain tomorrow. But uh, next thing I know, like a day got too high and a day just left me. <laughs> I was alone being high. I don't know what to do. I'm a lightweight, man. Yeah, I can't. I can't be high on the stage. This is just a rule number one. I just can't. <laughs> like, I guess it, it is that though. Something in my mind that like weed is not good for you. Like, <laughs> like some like tells me or something. I get like a little paranoid sometimes. <laughs> Start seeing shit. <laughs> like, is this normal? I don't know. I like to high. I get high though sometimes. Sometimes. I'm a, I'm a, like a more like alcohol guy. I like to drink. Uh but weed is good. Is it is it is it my light? You just picked the nose? Is that yeah, that's your light. Oh okay, okay. He picked the nose. Oh George is not ca George yeah, George slucking the slucking the gig. Oh yeah. Yeah, picking. Uh, yeah, I just saw that. I didn't know. I didn't know he just go like this. He was a little slick though. He was a slick. Yeah, right there. So I get that. I got the light. There's a lot of destruction. Um, but anyway, I got to go, man. I gotta go home in the shade. Peace, y'all. Toothbrush, everybody, give for toothbrush. Although. I'm glad he ended because I can't stand for someone spreading lies on my stage. Weed is bad for you? Hey, what the fuck, man? Do you know where you are? It is a medicine, guys. It is medicine. It's a medicine. I went. I. I I'm. I'm a. I'm a. I'm, a, I'm a medicated myself sometimes. Uh, I got a card from my doctor. Uh, when I, I told him, uh, uh, you know, I, I've got anxiety. Uh, he said, Oh, really? Well, when do you get anxious? I said, Oh, mostly when I go to buy drugs. Uh, now give me the fucking card, all right? Let's let's hurry this up. I've got to go get some shit. But I, I love I love I think that uh, I love the fact that everything is all legal now because now people that have never been to a dispensary before get to finally walk through a dispensary and just realize what a fucking magical place it is. It's like uh, the first time you remember walking down like the cereal aisle at the grocery store and you were a little kid, like all these wonky names and like goofy characters. Like you got your can of cookie crisp and your Skywalker OG Kush and all that shit. Isn't that fun? Isn't that great? 
I really think that like all those like prescription drugs should be taking notes. Like Pfizer should be figuring this out. Like think about it. Instead of like Lipitor, wouldn't you rather take like Fatty Flush or uh, instead of Adderall, wouldn't you want to take like Focusaurus Rex? Right on the bottle, it's got like a T Rex with like grinding his teeth together with like red eyes. I got the cleanest fucking room in the world. Instead of Xanax, it would just be, um, uh, whatever, man. Uh, yeah, all right, that that was that was fun. Um, <laughs> did anyone else sign up on that sheet? Did anyone? I I see you, Mike. Mike, Mike, we'll bring you up. This is a good time for you. You're you look raring to go here. It's a Friday night. Mike's chomping at the bit, guys, and he's ready to bring the funny. So let's get him up here and let him give it to you. Give it up for Mike Spiegelman. Yeah, hi, uh, everyone. I, uh, I know if you're listening, I actually look very dapper uh, this evening. My name is Mike Spiegelman. I walked here uh, about 16 blocks uh, nonstop. And uh, when you stop walking, that's when the sweat starts. So I, 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 it's a shame if you're listening to this. It's a shame if you're it's, it's a blessing if you're listening to this. But uh, I just want to say that I am glistening right now, and I, I can feel it go on my shoulders, and it's terrific. So I, I think I'm going to take my shirt off just to yeah. show you guys uh, the sweat. Yeah, right. Well, it's because I have no jo- new jokes. I uh, <laughs> did you guys know that the Mile High Club and the Let's Fuck in a Public Bathroom While Kids Wait Outside Club, same club. All right, let's see how I'm doing. I got the Batman signal. How about the back, huh? Do I got... Dude, I walk up the second floor of the gym and I'm sweating like a ball. I'm not going to touch any of the equipment. Uh, anyway, hi. Uh, I just watched the Emoji movie. Yeah, well, you know what? I watched it on an old DVD player, so it was just boxes with X's in it. I had to listen to the words and figure out the context of what was going on. I, I like going to the library, and the great thing about the library is that you can ask the librarian anything. And I was there, and I said, can I use your microwave? And she said, no. And I said, oh, because it's probably one of those old ones with a timer that's really loud. Why does that doesn't scare me? When I lived in the uh, Alhambra uh, apartments in Tenderloin, it's about 20 years ago, I had this great microwave which every time I used it, the lights would dim, and then this cool rush of air would go through the apartment. One time, there were cockroaches in my microwave. They were on my food, and you know the little holes where you close the door? I could see their little antennae. So I said, fuck yeah, I'm going to fucking microwave some cockroaches. So you you ever want to know what happens when you microwave cockroaches? They live. They, uh, you go, so you turn it on, it goes, whoosh, the lights dim in the apartment on Gary, and then this, whoosh, this mysterious air, which I may be affected by now, comes through the apartment, and you open it up, and you see the antenna pops out of the hole, say, hey, buddy, and I had like a melted cheese sandwich, and the roaches were still walking around it, so I stopped eating in my, I think this is what happened was that about 20 years ago, I stopped eating, using a kitchen. Yeah, in my apartment, I just, there was no point. It was just gross. So I lived next to the Edinburgh Castle, which at the time served fish and chips. And they got it from this place, like across the street, 
that I don't know if you guys have ever been there or know what I'm talking about. Just like a big basin of bubbling oil. And that's it. And they would just get the orders from the bar and go pub and run over there. And I would show up after work like, hey, guys, like dinner, please. And I sit there. <sighs> I get nostalgic. I hope you don't mind if I use my joke book. I, I keep my joke book on stage because during my set, during my performance, uh, I might think of a joke. And I would like to write it down. So I have it here. Uh, so this hipster walks into a bar. And the bartender says, what will it be? And the hipster looks up from his phone and says, I just ordered it on my app. Where is it? it should be on the counter. I, I don't need the eye contact. You know, I once uh, opened for an X-rated hypnotist, is what I would say if I get caught fucking dogs. <laughs> You know, it was originally fucking chickens, but a good friend of mine has a joke about fucking chickens, so I didn't want to, where he actually enacts it, so I, I realized I ripped him off. I, I ripped off a joke about fucking chickens. So that was, that was me. I'm, I'm on a seafood diet. Whenever I see food, I see if it's seafood because I'm on a seafood diet. I like that joke because the setup and the punchline are identical. And the tag? I'm on a seafood diet. Uh, I have, I'm sorry. I had. I had. I'd like to. I keep a weed. Do you guys keep a weed journal? A weed journal is where you write down the strand. You write down the type. Hear me out. The the feel. The aroma, density, initial taste, head high, body high. And then finally, the $70 you spent on it. And then at the end of the book, you're like, this book, this weed journal is worth $350. Mike Spiegelman, thank you, man. Very dry, but always wet. Uh, Mike Spiegelman. Man, it's great to have him here. He's a staple of the place, always good. Um, having a fun time hosting guys this has been great thanks for keeping it lively this is good yeah the best part of hosting we got some people in here i'm not familiar with i can't wait to see what they've got because uh they they seem kind of fresh and no one will probably notice when i take their material so guys i want to see you on your best behavior so let's hear it give it up for mr warren stopak Guys, what's up? Um, I I can't imagine this. Uh, I can't imagine me being more nervous for like a lower stakes occasion. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I was just trying to write my name right there, and it was like I I've never had more trouble writing my name. You know, it's uh, it's very squiggly. So, but yeah, props on that joke right there because I've heard from some people that a joke with uh, set up and punchline being the same like that's that's the goal evidently uh, oh, you're good. Um, so my name is Warren Stopak um, I don't do very com comedy very often but hey um, yeah if you didn't already realize <laughs> um, but 
I even I, to this day I still have trouble with my own name. If it's and and I hate that I can't even say that I have trouble with the name Warren because it's either Warren if I'm with my parents or if I'm with my brothers or with Jewish people it's more of a Warren instead of a Warren. But uh, but I can't even tell this joke without having to cite John Mulaney and Nick Kroll because they literally riffed on the same exact thing uh, a couple of, like a year ago and I mean it's just everything's taken everything's taken I look up like the other like a, f a few weeks ago I thought I came up with a new term I saw a cluster I saw a bunch of buses I was like holy shit that's a lot of buses that's a buster fuck that's my uh, that's probably new right nope look it up on urban dictionary and it's been done it's been done it's all been done uh, most of it's been done. Um, but something I have noticed uh, is technology seems to be changing things, I think, for the, uh, for the worse. I think it's permeating things a little bit too much. Um, uh, it's almost to the point, like, we used to, like, navigate the world uh, by looking at the stars and by, like, using nature. And, but now, like we're on our phone like if you lose your phone you're suddenly a loser like you can't I, I couldn't do anything I lost my phone the other day I was in the hate and I was and I was like all right well I still need to get places what am I gonna do I went outside and tried to obviously I couldn't get a lift backup option I know I'll, I, I remember catching cabs but I looked for a cab and there aren't like there aren't many cabs anymore so then I thought okay well I'll take a bus so I looked up the bus schedule on my phone. Oh wait, <sighs> nothing. Couldn't. Still, nothing. To, no way to uh, to to get to my destination. I ended up having to ask strangers, and finally made it. But uh, I had to walk. I once you lose your phone, it's just like uh, you're done in in this day and age. Uh, it's it's. I think things got weird when. Uh, when we started incorporating machines into every aspect of our life. Sure, like I, I think they're good in some respect. They make life easier. They, they make it easier to get around. Uh, they, they obviously like make you more efficient. But like I think as soon as we brought machines into our sex life, like I think that's when it started to get a little bit like can't we have one thing where it's like, leave the machines out of it, okay? Like leave the machines out of your sex life. Can't that be pure? Like do we need a vibrator? Uh, to 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 make this better, can't we just can't we just like figure it out? You know, do we need a a, a, a toggle switch to get turned on? I mean, it, the it, the advertisement sells itself, sure for that for turn me on and I'll turn you on. But I mean, I think we can learn to do this on our own. We can. Why don't we just you know communicate with each other, figure out what each other likes instead of just you know taking the, uh, you know, just hone your skills at something instead of just, I don't know, it seems a little too easy. It seems a little too easy. <laughs> um, I also, there, there's, if, if there's a competition, if, there, if, if we are truly at odds with artificial intelligence, which some people say we are, we're afraid of uh, AI taking over, then I don't know, I'm not a computer scientist, but I wouldn't say that fucking the robots is a good idea. You know, that is that what we want to do if we're trying to prevent 
uh, if we're trying to prevent the takeover of artificial intelligence, are we trying to, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like it would be the, my, it wouldn't be my logical first step to have sex with the machines. That's, that's all I'm saying. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to go back to my name, a topic that we all were raring to get back to, I know. <laughs> um, so, not just my name, but I feel like society's gotten kind of lazy with names, especially in America. It's like, did somebody, like there's a Paul, and then somebody's like, ah, like, I want to name my, my, my kid Paul, but it's a girl, so I'm just going to have to go with Paula, and Robert, Roberta, and then like, somebody had a grandmother named, and somebody had a grandmother named Ant, uh, Antoinette, but she had a boy, and he's like, ah, I'll just have to name him Antoine. Like, can't we just be a little bit more selective? I mean, there are so many sounds we can make. Like, why do we continue to fall in the same patterns? Anyways, yeah, I'm Warren Stopek. I hope you enjoyed some of that. Thank you. You got the dismount shake. Not the, not the mount shake. You got the dismount shake, though. Warren, it's all been done, Stopek. And by the way, that's a Counting Crow song, so you can't say that either. Um, Warren, I think you should know a little bit of history about the vibrator. Um, fun fact, it was actually the first home device to become electrified. Uh, one of the first home devices to use electricity. I'm not, this is not a joke. This is a little history fun fact for you. Uh, because the vibrator was originally a medical device. That's right. Um, no, this is all, I'm dead serious about all of this. Back before uh, woman, people understood anything about sexuality, uh, women were commonly diagnosed with hysteria, and then men would masturbate them to cure them. Uh, and they would often use vibrators or sex toys and things like that because their fingers were getting tired. That's the laziest shit I've ever heard. But that's, that's, a, that's a statement of how fucking crazy these men were fucking leaving their wives. Like... How dipshit of a husband do you have to be to fucking leave your wife so horny she's got to get banged so much by her doctor that he invents sex toys so he doesn't get arthritis? Jesus Christ, guys. Put on some fucking work. Okay? Oh, my God. That's true, that's true history, guys. I'm, 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 I'm educating you. This is the TEDx portion of the open mic, okay? Um, uh, speaking of education, I'm sure your next guy has a lot to say. I'm sure he's got some knowledge to lay down on you. So why don't we give it up for Peter Clotter? Hey, how's it going? Um, brought, hey, audience members. Brought two of them. Um, yeah, sorry. It feels a little weird. I recently just got out of a sling, so my, my shoulder is kind of frozen and weird. So, But I think this is a good height. Um, but anyways... Uh, so I've, I wanted to, I've been thinking about inventing a new sport where you just, you drink as much as you can until you throw up. Uh, I bet you're wondering how that differs from binge drinking. It doesn't, you just sound less like an alcoholic and more like an athlete. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then recently I've been, uh, I've been hanging out in bars a little bit too. And when people ask me what my favorite activity is, I tell them I like to wallow in self-pity. It's been a big hit. Um, and then... Also, uh, I was on a date uh, with a girl the other night, and we were at a place, and she commented on the drink. She's like, oh, these drinks are pretty stiff, but you know, I, I wish I, I had something that was more stiff. And I was like, 
Yeah. I was like, well, if you want, you can feel my shoulder. <laughs> it's, it's getting better, though. I'm doing PT exercises. Um, um, but anyways, so our next, I kind of want to tell a story about uh, Texas personal triumph and uh, Domino's Pizza. So uh, I used to live in southern Texas where there's no laws, but there's also no Ubers. And one day um, I, was, I was walking and I came to the sudden realization that walking sucks. And so out of the corner of my eye, I saw, out of the corner of my eye, um, I saw a Domino's delivery sign, like pizza delivered in, in 30 minutes or less. And I thought, great, you know, I could be, um, I don't remember what I was going to say. No, I do. But anyways, um, I thought, <laughs> I thought, great, um, I could be home, I could be home by 9 p.m. if I play my Domino's right. And so I go inside, I get inside Domino's, and I walk up to the, to the guy, and I'm, I ask the cashier, I said, you know, can I, can I get a pizza for delivery? And the guy just looks at me like I farted on his cat. Like, um, and so I continue, I'm like, yeah, can, do you, can I get an order for delivery? You know, I'd like to order a pizza um, for delivery. And he's like, oh, he's, he's still confused, but, you know, he puts in my order. And I was like, and do you mind if I go along with a pizza? Um, there's like, I've got like six miles. I don't want to walk home. And so I kind of just throw that last bit in there. And he, he says, you know, he goes, he goes, oh, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm going to have to ask He's a little high. I'm going to have to ask my manager. Um, and so he goes and he gets his manager. Um, and his manager comes and he's like, you, you want to do what boy? I'm like, I want to, I wanted to get a ride home with the pizza. The pizza's going there. It only makes sense. You know, if I order delivery now, you're going to be at my house. You're going to beat me by an hour, and the delivery guy's just going to have to wait there. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> I wouldn't be walking my ass six miles home. And so he's like, well, he's like, well, there's nothing in the manual about it, so I don't see why not. And I was like, great. You know, should I start the timer now for 30 minutes or when I place the order? Um, and so I get into the, the car with the delivery guy, and... Uh, you know, the pizza, the car is starting to be hot boxed by the pizza smell. I'm getting kind of hungry, and I begin to quiz the driver. You know, at what point can I begin eating the pizza? You know, is it when, you know, is it, was the pizza mine when I first bought it? You know, is it mine when we get to my house? Like, can I, can I start eating it now? Again, the, the delivery driver, he was rather confused. Like, like, uh, logical reasoning is not the strength of a Domino's delivery driver. Um, so I mean, eventually I, I got home. I, I made it home that night for free. I had been fed. It was a it was a great night. Um, so now I I plan all my nights out near restaurants that deliver. <laughs> um, yep. And then I I was looking back at uh, Facebook the other day, and I used to write these things called um, fatty pro tips. I don't know why, but I thought this was a great idea. And I I looked back at a number of entries, and I wrote like you know fatty. I said I wrote fatty pro tip number one. The microwave tray doubles as a plate. <laughs> and I wrote, fatty pro tip. You're like, yeah, you're like, yeah, it does. He's right on that. I never, I'm not, I'm not going to look at my microwave the same way again. Um, and I was like, fatty pro tip number two. If you put your frozen meals in the pantry, they're always ready to eat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> um, so those were great. That's a trip down memory lane. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking then. Um, anyways, uh, I, so I grew up in uh, Florida, and after, after Florida, I moved out to Wisconsin. 
And people in Wisconsin, they're really nice. And I'd ask them, you know, like, oh, where are you from? Um, and kind of like, you know, what are some cities here? And they're like, oh, we can we can show you their Wisconsin is basically like the shape of your hand. And you got Wisconsin here. You know, there's Madison. There's like Michigan up here and things like that. And they start asking me questions, you know, like, what about Florida? You know, like, where are you from? You know, like, where did you go to school and things like that? And I was, I want to be helpful. I'm like, oh, man, Florida looks just like a body part, too. So I whip out my dick and I'm showing them. I'm like, that bend there, that's the Georgia-Florida line. And then at the base here, you've got Pensacola, Tampa, uh, Jacksonville. And then that main vein traveling, that main vein, that's the I-95. You follow that one down south. And right around in the middle, that freckle, that's Orlando. And then the vein kind of splits here because you can take the tollway. If you follow the tollway, you end up in the ever that red, rashy, irritated area. That's the Everglades. <laughs> and then you keep going down. You congratulations, you made it the tip. You made it to Miami. Um, if this were a second or third date, I'd even show you the keys. All right, guys, that's that's my time for today. Thank you. Peter Clotter, everyone, making you laugh. Give it up for him one more time. All right. I like that Florida joke. That's great, although it's kind of funny. It's like, uh, it's kind of actually, in some way, the reverse of a dick, though, because it gets browner the farther you go down. Uh, at least mine. No, no, no other two-toners here? No? Circumcised? No? Am I sharing too much? Am I sharing... Too much, guys. Trust me, I haven't even begun to share. All right. Uh, well, guys, unless there is somebody I miss, and I don't believe there is, this has been your happy hour open mic. Oh, do we have a possible take? A late ad? She's a fan. Dedicated fan. We appreciate those two, okay? You're a very necessary part of the equation. As one other comic I've heard say, if you guys weren't here... This would just be schizophrenia, right? <laughs> Not my joke, and I forget whose it is, so he doesn't get credit. Um, well, guys, that's been it. Thanks so much for coming out. Um, give it up for George on the boards back there. He's been killing it, keeping us online, blasting us out on the airwaves. Uh, we got, just after this, we got Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. You guys stick around. We got some fantastic comics coming through. I'm not sure who they are, but I guarantee you Pam's booked a good show because she's a master at it. Uh, and I got one more announcement for myself. I am putting on a show called the F-Bomb Comedy Train with this fantastic individual behind the glass, Zane Barrett. The F-Bomb Comedy Train is a train that goes from Fisherman's Wharf to Castro and back or some order like that but we put eight comics on board we put a bunch of beers and we have a great time so if you guys are interested in checking that out look up fbombtrain.eventbrite.com and message us for the access code because there are some special instructions because it's a very special event and if you can't attend that the week after that on the 6th of April we have a show at the Seven Stills Distilleries we got a great lineup there too it's First Fridays in the Bayview. Uh, that's going to be a rocking party, and there's karaoke next door, so you can you can fucking rage all night. All right, guys, I've been Marty Cunning. I've had a great time with you all, and I hope to see you next week.
of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2pm. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2pm. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Run! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. 
guns. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches, hitting switches, going back to riches. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. 
I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com You want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. After work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Uh, people now are very to the point. Like, 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground 